Welcome to KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Kuza Cast. Today, I am talking with Mark Young, who is the co-founder of the Perfections Group based in the United Kingdom. How are you doing today, Mark? Yeah, I'm all good, Graham. Thanks for having me on. No problem. It's been a while. We've been discussing having you on for a while. I'm glad you could. I'm glad we could finally make it happen. Mark and I, um, yeah. The, so the Perfections Group is also a representation company, and Mark and I work uh, closely together, even though as competitors. But of course, it's a it's all a big one, a happy family in the in the UK representation group. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so Mark, let's uh, let's go back to uh, I read on on LinkedIn that you right right from your backpacking days right up to now. So let's let's have a bit of a run through of uh, of what you've been up to over the last few years. Yeah, so my um, well, thanks for having me on. Um, I think you've run out of guests, so I is now my <laughs> no, not um, at all, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, my my love of travel started in a way a lot of people's did. Um, backpacking. So after dropping out of university and doing a couple of like dead end jobs for a while, decided to go backpacking around Eastern Europe for a few months, just uh, not have to go to the real world more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Then. Like, then got a proper job, if you like, for a couple of years and then decided I'd had enough of that and went backpacking around the world for a year. Yeah. While I decided it was time to to get a real job and decided travel was the way forward. And that's kind of how I got into the industry from there. Started off at Trail Finders. Um, that was my first travel job, just doing sales. Uh, nothing against Travel f- Trail Finders, sorry, but it wasn't for me. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, worked a few different companies doing sales, but always knew product was the way I wanted to go. Carried on through the product, work, uh, product sort of manager line, worked my way up and and then ultimately got made redundant uh, about a year before COVID, um, which in some ways worked you, out quite well. You got a head start <laughs> on most of us then. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, yeah. it worked out quite nicely. It was almost a year to the day almost. It was something like that that I actually got made redundant before everyone else. Wow. So um, gave me a bit of time to sort of work out what I wanted. And so by the time the panic came around to COVID, I at least had something in place. Yeah. That then disappeared, but obviously had something to come back to. So, so yeah. yeah, that's kind of my route through travel and how I ended up um, sort of starting a representation company or joining a representation, I could say, because I actually started uh, with Ryan Ashton, who, who you obviously know well. Yeah, yeah. Runs Perfections of Africa down from Johannesburg. Um, and then he messaged me to say he was looking to open a UK office and we basically joined up as a 50-50 partnership and here we are. Oh, great, great. So, um, yeah, I mean, so what is, uh, I mean, so in, in terms of, so you, you were made redundant a year before COVID and then of course, you know, found your way. And so when, when did you come into the perfections group? I mean, was it during or just before? No. So we, I got made redundant in, I think it was the April, if I remember rightly. Mm. Um, and then I couldn't find, I was looking around for a a similar job, another product manager job. Um, but to be honest, there weren't that many about, and the ones that were about were paying fairly rubbish money, so nothing appealed to me. Yeah. Um, but Ryan and I, sort of, I suppose, started chatting in sort of the June or July, and then the contract was officially started from the 1st of September 
2019. Um, so okay. we had about six months before COVID, yeah. um, which we did pretty well in. I've got to be honest. We, we sort of set a target of getting 10 clients by the end of the first year. And we were very close to signing our fifth as we went into lockdown. So yeah. six months ago, we were about to have our fifth client. So we were we were quite happy with how things were going. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, well on your way to to the target. Um, and then, you know, just just like I've spoken about it with everybody else, how did uh, you know what what happened when when we all saw what was happening with all the cancellations? And then you just realize all oh, those five clients are going to stay. Obviously, no one's going to sign up. Um, so there there were a lot of um, a lot of uh, rethinks and uh, sort of pivoting, oh, as as they say. Yeah. Well, there's pivoting and there was stopping. As well, yes which, yeah so, pivoting um, or swirling <laughs> yeah so yeah so almost so as i said i had four clients about sign a fifth so three of those four clients stopped straight away um completely understandable no hard feelings I yeah see those guys around all the time completely get it one of them tanganika uh tanganika expeditions um were very nice still one of my clients now and they carried on paying me initially but at a reduced rate um but they carried on giving me a little bit of money throughout the pandemic completely mm. which is amazing of them they are fantastic yeah. um however i mean what i did for the first month you try and keep yourself busy you know we were putting together strategies and reports on covid and looking at ways you know we could send information to different um lodges or hotels and sort of say look this is what we think is going to happen obviously looking back at that all quite a big waste of time if i'm honest yeah <laughs> um, yeah yeah after about six weeks i just sort of realized i was doing busy work every day just to sort of justify in my head that i was doing something mm. um, and then i saw I, I made the call just to stop there was no there was nothing to do. There weren't, as we all know, the situation. Don't need to go over it again and again. But there was just nothing to do. So mm. I actually went off and drove a delivery van for a car day for a, for a few months. And then yeah. after about six months of doing that, I thought there were signs of life. So around the sort of September 2020, I quit that and came back to do representation and try picking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and did that for about three months actually. And then by that point, sort of realised it wasn't happening you know we went into whatever it was the third lockdown or whatever we were in mm. at that stage. yeah so went back to driving the delivery van for a few months um and then after i got a bit bored of that i worked on a building site for a few months for, i think for three months which i won't lie wasn't an enjoyable time of my life <laughs> and then i um, became a postman and yeah. to be fair I, really enjoyed, I did that for about a year so that was really good because that allowed me to essentially do the posty delivery in the morning and then any work that I needed to do, I could do in the afternoon. So yeah. that was a quite an enjoyable time, actually. Yeah, good. I mean, it's, it certainly did teach us um, teach us a lot uh, about how to, you know, with 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 you know, mental health and all that kind of stuff. How to process things that are are, are happening, and you know, that's what I think a lot of people learn. Do, do do you do you think that you're a lot more kind of powerful in that respect now with 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 what life throws at you and how to deal with it? Well, I mean, actually, you mentioned mental health during, I forget the exact dates on it, but I, I got diagnosed with depression during um, lockdown. Yeah. And it it wasn't all lockdown. There were other things going on in my life and it was just a, an accumulation of everything. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to some counselling sessions, which were, which were amazing. Absolutely amazing. So fully yeah. recommend it. If anyone's struggling, do go get it. It is superb. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I feel much stronger now. You do feel like you can sort of take on anything because, well, essentially, if everything stops and there's nothing to do and you still keep going, mm. um, you know, that, that that says a lot about you. And I know talking to, say, to my counsellor, she was saying a lot of her clients at the time were people, the struggle they had was keeping going. Yeah. They couldn't go and they couldn't work out a way to keep going. Whereas at least me doing the posty work and stuff sort of, it wouldn't say kept my brain active, but gave me a purpose each morning. Mm. Um, so yeah, now I feel, you know, nice and strong. I feel like I can do a lot. I've probably changed my outlook and my ambitions as well. Mm. You know, I'm not quite as, um, I'm not going to say I was ever the most driven person in the world. You know, I never was looking to be the, the boss of a billion dollar company or anything like that. But, yeah. um, you know, now I just want to, you know, see what's important. You know, my, grace my you know we're getting married in a few months we've got a two-year-old or nearly yeah. two-year-old i just want to have a nice life a company that i enjoy to run decent bit of money coming in and so it's it's sort of grounded me a little bit and given me sort of a different perspective which yeah which I think good. no i mean I, I think that you know the despite what we all went through I, I think there's certainly a lot of uh a lot of good came out of it you know i've i've recorded um over 30 of these podcasts now and there there is there yeah. is a general there is a general theme coming through of of the of the resilience and then also the the camaraderie that I don't think we knew existed um you know within our industry i mean we certainly did band together a lot you started a fantastic uh, uh, whatsapp group that's still going yep. strong yeah yeah. So. yeah i mean i i've always thought the travel industry is actually a really nice industry mm. uh, it's one of the things like when, you know, things were sort of in the darkest days in, in every, in every respect, when I looked at other industries or look, you know, there were lots of people leaving the travel industry, as we all know, you know, we know there's not enough staff out there for all the companies. They're all struggling to hire, but I could never find an industry that I had any particular interest in going into, mm. whether that was for money or for happiness. I could never, it's why I never actually left because I couldn't see anything more of interest to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the travel industry has always been really friendly. And that's been one of my sort of favorite things about it. You know, you do get on there with so many people. And when you go to the trade shows or whether it's just the WhatsApp group, sending a message to each other for a little bit of uh, support or now just even to ask a question, you know, mm. there's not mm. many other industries that are, you know, it's, it's so closely guarded. So I think this is a lovely, friendly industry. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Do you, do you think that? Just in general, do you think that that spirit of of togetherness, that not just in the tourism industry but just in humanity, do you do you think that's fading? I I, I don't know. I, I'm starting to feel that it could be. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I think I think a lot of that's been lost. Um, you know, I, I think just yeah, just in the sort of the generalness of of life, people have sort of you know, COVID feels for a long time ago now. Yeah, you know, this is the weird thing, you know. I I, st- I talk to people every so often and mention something that's happened, and you suddenly realise that was like three years ago. Yeah, and and it doesn't feel three years ago. It it feels quite recent, but it was actually quite a long time ago. So I do mm. think the general life is back to normal or new normal, whatever you want to call it. And I don't know. You've only got to get on the train in London, and you know you'll you'll soon see that like happiness has disappeared from a lot of people's lives. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, there, there there seems to be a lot of. Uh, you just want to say to people, like you just want to stop people in the street who, who are you know being rude or whatever, and say, look, you know what what we've all just been through. You know, it's it's a lot of businesses are still struggling. We we know we we still yeah. see businesses closing down. Um, you know, who who tried and tried and tried, and now they've got to a point where they just can't 
try, you know, keep going anymore. And that's, that's still the hangover from, from oh, COVID. Yeah. And I think that we all, I think that we mustn't, mustn't forget. I don't think anybody can get on a soapbox or whatever the phrase is and, and think that, you know, everything's going okay now and they don't need, you know, they don't need to be nice anymore to people. It's, it's, it's kind of disappointing when, when you, when, uh, I mean, when, you, when you see that happening. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's sort of simplistic as it sounds, you know, it's nice to be nice. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, you know, as I said, I've got a two year old and one of the things I want to teach her, is how to be nice to people and to be mm. nice to people. Obviously, there's always that occasional moment you'd need to not be nice, but that's you know yeah. we, come, we come across those quite rarely. But but yeah, it is it is generally gone. I'd, you know, you look at the road rage and things like that. But you know, everyone's got their own struggles, and I think we all very much get into our own heads and focus on what's going wrong in our own lives, and we forget. Mm. COVID was lovely because we all could see what's going wrong. You could empathise with so many people because they were going through the exact same thing that you were going through. Yes give or take a few things now we're all just back to our own problems um yeah. and you know sometimes that takes over but it's you just got to take that step back every so often and and sort of see the bigger picture yeah yeah i mean that's that's why i enjoy the 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 podcast because it 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 uh it does make people talk about it a bit more open up about it a bit more um yeah i mean it it was it was a terrible time i mean a lot of people lost a lot of things oh yeah and, yeah, yeah. Um, i mean it yeah, yeah and, and I think we just all need to remember that particularly in the tourism industry we all still need to to help each other and even if it's something as simple as as uh opening an email you know I I I do that now like instead of just binning an email I'll at least open it and at least try and read it and see if there could be something that may be of interest because you know the it's it's just you know why not you know of course lo- yeah, people yeah. get loads and loads and loads of emails of course you know what the spams are but if you know who the person is sending you an email just just take the time read it and you know if if it's not of interest it's not going to cause any harm but when you see that it hasn't even been opened you know then i think that's what um that also is a bit disappointing i think yeah and i mean one of the things i do now you know I'm not, I'm, i don't say i sit there and do it every day or anything but if i go on linkedin for example which is you know the, my social media of choice. I don't, I don't yeah. really do the other one. Um, and I see a post by someone I know, you know, another rep, for example, because obviously we all know lots and lots of reps. I will like it or mm. repost it or something like that. I probably wouldn't have done that beforehand because I'm yeah. like, oh, they're my competition. Maybe, you know, maybe a client, uh, maybe someone will see them and, yeah. you know, go with them rather than go to me, for example. Now I'm sort of like, no, I just send it out there. You know, I, I like, I, I was listening to one of your previous podcasts with, uh, Robin of um of the yes, track. Rob. yes, yes. Uh, you know, she was saying about her Zimbabwe group. Um, every month they go all the yes. DMC, and I thought that's just really nice. And actually, gave me. I thought, kind of want to do that myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah. that's what that's what we have done in in our little uh, community of of reps. You know, there's there's a lot of us who, yeah, sh- share the love and um and. Uh, we had a lovely meeting the other day that that uh, yeah we that, did yeah and uh, you know on on Zoom and I remember doing the exact same thing during COVID. I mean, at once, at once, I think I had thirty or forty people on a Zoom call uh, from all over the world on on uh, you know, and we we I called it Neptune's Tavern, and kind of every Friday afternoon we would we would uh, it was like a standing invitation four o'clock or whatever on on uh, we knew that nobody was uh you know working or anything so there it was four o'clock yeah. on, a, on a thursday or a friday whatever it was and uh you know uh, just log in come come in the link is is there and um 
it was great. So yeah, I mean, I think you know that that's that's what I think we we, we can't forget. Um, I know somebody else in, in the podcast has said we we can't uh, forget. I think it was Sam Chatham who I spoke to said we 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 cannot forget the lessons we learned and uh, and that really is important. I think just to keep up that spirit of um of help and um and yeah i mean you know you you and i have directly competing businesses but here we are you know talking and and helping each other so it's not about it's not about somebody hearing that you also represent a business in uganda and thinking you know oh let's contact mark or whatever and then i lose out it's just there's enough for everybody and then you know let's just let's just uh you win some you lose some and and we we, you know it's it's that kind of attitude yeah, it's about working together as well. You know, I know I've given you a couple of contacts for yeah. people who said something. Um, I know you sent a couple my way, and it's just, you know, no one's losing. In fact, you're just gaining from it because you're just building up your your database, you know, your connections. Mm. And this whole industry is about connections and relationships. Mm. You know, I there's there's obviously, um, you know, technology is an amazing thing, and it helps us all connect, you know, like, like we're doing right now. But this is about relationships, mm. um, whole travel industry, and there's only one way of doing that is, and that's actually connecting with people. For sure, actually talk to those people, and be that email, telephone, online, however you do it, it's building those relationships, and that's one of the most important things to do. And that's, I, I think, that's something COVID has helped to to grow yeah. these relationships. Yeah, um, for, there was a lot of new relationship building after COVID because, of course, so many people left. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of great relationships were lost. Yes. At least from a professional point of view, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, have you noticed any change in the habits of the UK traveller now? I mean, you you were a product manager, very, very focused on what people would want, what what to publish. <laughs> um, you know, has have you is there a change or pretty much still same old, same old? I mean, it's it's a little bit hard to exactly say because obviously I'm on a different role, so I only really see what my clients are getting um yeah. and most of my clients now are all post um covid rather than pre-covid apart from one of them so mm. it's a little bit hard to say, but generally the feedback i'm getting from speaking to agents is there there just isn't a pattern at the moment so whereas before there was very clear patterns not in terms of booking time of the year and for example you know so i i did lots of different countries but i looked at our Africa was generally my main um, area for product management. So, for example, it was always if Kenya was doing quite well, you know, Tanzania wasn't doing so well, for example, or vice versa. Um, you know, it always seemed one country was slightly more popular than the other country that year. Mm. Now, just everything's popular. Um, people are going to, you know, huge amounts of places. Like the same, you know, East Africa might be more popular than South Africa or then change back, but people are just going everywhere. And I think mm. the hard thing is, at the moment, I don't think we'll actually get a clear idea of what the new norm is until the end of next year, because there's still so many people traveling this year who are just desperate to get away. It's still their first holiday since, or they're going back to see family, wherever they might be, or they're doing some big holiday because they didn't do one for three years. So it's so, everyone's going everywhere, which is a brilliant thing, but to actually try and, I think a lot of the results this year won't necessarily tally up with next year's results mm. because next year we start hitting a new norm where people would have already done that trip or they've done their big lifetime trip because they saved up for three years because they weren't allowed yeah. to wait. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see how it goes, but I don't think there's a, a pattern at the moment. Everything's just, 
you know, and also just, you know, the, say the cost of flights or the availability of flights is also causing people to go from one place. You know, they might have asked for South Africa, but all the seats are booked. So they end up going, you know, literally could be going to Asia instead because they can get availability to like, to those places. Um, you know, South America's building up. I used to look after South America as well. And that's become, they've got some really good numbers out there, but no one can tell is that because people really want to go to South America or is that just because they can't go to Africa or they can't go to Asia or the flights to Australia were fully booked. Mm. Um, there's just no set pattern, but people want to go away. So yeah, it's kind of a long answer away, a long way of saying, I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very good. You should be a politician, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's um, uh, you know, I think we, we can't, forget as well that there are the flights aren't back the schedules aren't back to where they used to be you know in particular i'm thinking of the the durban london heathrow flight i mean i caught that many times and that used to be full three times a week and you know that's that's not back yet so as you say the the flight availability and you know we 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 say we're living in the new normal but but we're not yet because there is still there is still a lot of uh that happening uh that's still covid still from the covid days oh yeah yeah there's still there's still a lot going on um you know like take take that durban route that was what launched like a year before covid it was, it was, no, it was relative- lovely and i think a bit bit more maybe two years or so but it, it was very very popular and i'm sure it'd be popular again if they redid it um i don't know yeah. why they're not yeah you know, like i think i genuinely have no idea but um but in saying that, I also know I spoke to a couple of guys who work for airlines and they were telling me about the number of orders that have been put in by planes. Mm. And literally, almost every airline has put in orders. Obviously, these don't come off the conveyor belt. You know, it's not 20 planes off a day, but all the airlines obviously seem quite confident because they're, they're asking to buy new planes. They buy 20, 30, 20, 35. All these yeah. new planes are coming their way. So, mm. you know, that shows positivity, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's there. People will travel. You know, we work in in you know one of the most developed, most travel countries in the world. You know, there's only what sixty five. So it's about seventy five million of us, but we yeah. spread ourselves. So <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, you know, but um, not always positively. But yeah, we spread ourselves yeah. out. So they'll always go if there's a way of getting somewhere. People will go. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I can't even remember the last time I went on a flight that wasn't jam-packed full um, because that's what I think the airlines have started to do, you know, just try and cut down on on the, the good old days where there were empty seats and you could lie in the middle of a, of the plane and have four seats yourself. Um, you know, as, as again, I think that that's just a, uh, you know, the debt, there's, there's a lot of debt. I mean, you know, billions and billions of dollars airlines got into during – during those two years, um, you know, and I think that there's a lot of payback, you know, a lot of businesses still have to pay back that debt um, and try to have to make as much profit as possible. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely on the right track and it's uh, the, the gloom days are over and, you know, we definitely all can see the light at the end of the tunnel now, which is, oh, which sure. is much, much more than we did even, even a year ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I just did um, a trade show um, experience Africa just uh, what yes. that? six weeks ago, something like that, a month ago. Um, and that's the first trade show I've been to since, since we sort of reopened, what, for like, you know, when did Britain open? About 18 months ago, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, where I actually felt people weren't just there to just go and see people and get a bit of positivity and just to meet up again. It was actually like, we actually want to do some business, yes, um, which I haven't always got to a trade show. Um, 
and it, it was just really nice because you know we were making new connections or we were meeting with people we hadn't seen for a few years mm. and they were like okay cool you've got client x y and z we're actually at a position we can do something with that client rather than just it sounds great but we've got so many you know we're so busy because our team is so small we can't do anything right now yeah you know people are actually going right let's start really playing what do we do want to do for 2024 what countries do we want to promote where do we want to put our marketing budgets into where last year it was just i mean our new companies didn't didn't do any marketing last year because they were just like we were just gonna take any booking we can get we can get we don't care <laughs> yes. where or what what amount whatever it is just someone will ring us up and we'll book whatever they want because they just need the money coming through the door. Yeah. Now they're going, right, okay, cool. So, you know, my Uganda client, for example, they've gone, you know, we've been, made a few new connections recently just because people are going, we would have loved to have done Uganda, but it wasn't, you know, it, it doesn't bring in as much money as South Africa in terms of volume. Yeah. So didn't focus on it. So it took a while to get, it's taking a while to get to say Uganda back out there. Mm. But now people are actually going, right, we want to do Uganda next next year. So let's start working. Let's put an itinerary together mm. or let's go on a fam trip or whatever it might be. And that's where the, the positivity is coming. It's not just great to be back. It's actually, we we how do we spend our money on different destinations now? How do we diversify? You know, we've got past a survival point. How do we take it to the next stage? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think what everybody's in now. It's, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like you can almost exhale and you, you've kind of reached the bottom rung of the, of, yeah. the, of the pyramids. And now you can actually focus on those top tiers of, of how to actually live again, which is, which is great. Uh, exactly. You know, you can be fairly confident your bank balance won't be zero or negative at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, how well, positive is a, is yeah. a different to entirely. It's but, not um, so. <laughs> generally yeah, there's a bit of money you know you don't have to make your staff redundant anymore in fact most companies want to take staff on they do Probably and that's that's the and they can't find them that's the one that's the key i mean if you looked at linkedin i mean I, there is just i mean i also reshare and repost any of the of the jobs that i see and there are just so many of them so oh, yeah. Any, yeah anybody listening who is looking for a job especially in travel uh, just keep looking on LinkedIn and follow all the pages and travel pages and forums. And there are a lot of, are a lot of um, jobs going. And what about the, the future of Perfections Group? Mark, I see you, um, you've diversified now into perhaps taking on Latin America clients, maybe looking at that, that area. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the original name for the company and technically what it's still registered under is the perfection is um, perfections of Africa. Yes. So when Ryan started the business, um, what, 18 years ago now, you know, he was a rep based in Johannesburg, um, just repping companies in Africa and then occasionally popping over to the UK to do WTM, for example, and those sorts of things. Mm. Um, that's why I joined. So we could have a proper base here. Um, and then we ultimately, we brought in another guy, a guy called Ross Catter. Um, a lot of people will know from um, Expedia because he took him into, essentially into Africa and set it up as a, in a nutshell is what he did. And so the three of us now work together and we changed the name to the F- Perfections Group. Probably the Perfections of Africa is, is, a, is a good name. But when you get an Asian client come to you, they get mm. a bit confused by the name. And, you know, I, I know we certainly lost two or three you know, potential clients just because they were a bit confused by the name, didn't quite understand and, and mm. stuff like that. So, you know, that's partly enough. We probably didn't explain it clearly enough and things. So, yeah, we're looking now, we've changed the name to the Perfections Group, essentially so we can rep anyone from anywhere. You know, we're not, 
um not picky you know we've got uh we've got our set of skills we've got our database of people uh companies in the uk you know and so whether i'm talking to them about an african safari lodge or a south american jungle lodge it doesn't really make any difference you know i i've traveled to all these countries i've i was a product manager of africa i was a product manager of latin america i've been a product manager of croatia turkey i even did florida for a very short period of time mm. um no real plans to go back to that one and i i also did polar regions as well you know so like you know i've been down to antarctica not many lodges down there but there's um you know if anyone's yeah. got an antarctica lodge let me know i'll wrap it for you <laughs> um, yeah, um, me too yeah we do <laughs> yeah me or graham we'll, we'll find yeah, that one out yeah. or, or just build two and we can rip one each yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> um but yeah now we're just opening up and you know the the production group is yeah, is you know we're just trying to do different areas and you know, I suppose people call it pivoting or diversifying. It's just expanding what we can do. Yeah. Um, well, I see if we have, um, you know, for example, a nice selection of African products and a nice selection of South American products, and you know, maybe a couple from Europe or whatever it may be, that also opens up more doors um, mm. to companies. You know, so that will benefit our Africa client more because we've gone to talk to someone about their South America one. And suddenly they're like, oh, and you do Africa as well. We're like, yes, we do. And, you know, it just opens up and gives more talking points and gets the ball rolling. Mm. Um, but also as a company, you know, we do, from our South Africa side of things, we do uh, things like revenue management and we can do booking offices and things. I'm not going to claim to be the expert on that because that's definitely a Ross and Ryan side yeah. of the thing. But do like, you know, they can do their social media management. So yeah. we, we sort of see ourselves as a... A one-stop shop, potentially. Um, mm. Well, not potentially. We are a, a one-stop shop for anything you really need within the travel industry to get yourself promoted. Mm. Um, but my main thing from the UK is is representation. That's what I enjoy doing. Mm. Um, that's, that's what I want to grow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, that's perfect. Um, and yeah, I mean, the perfection. I mean, I've done the same thing. I have Cruiser Global because. There was just yep. so many different brands and, and it, yeah, you just have to keep it under one banner so that people know. And then it's all the different brands underneath it. So you can still have, as I think you have done, you've got your, still your perfections mm-hmm. of Africa, your perfections of Latin America, your perfections of this, perfections of that. And, and it's all just under one banner, the perfections group, which is, which exactly. is great. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it makes it nice and easy. It puts it all in together. You know, I, I talk about ourselves as a perfection group. You know, I did a proposal yesterday <laughs> for someone very much refer to us as a perfection group with just a list of different yeah, things different brands yeah and yeah. then they can then they can work out what they want you know some people want different you know we've got some clients who have every aspect of what we do we have some who have, who have one you know mm. you don't have to have it all we just work out what what is needed and obviously budgets and things like that as well of course coming mm. to play a little bit sadly mm. um <laughs> yeah we all do just a little bit of money at the end of the day just enough of to, course the, yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, you know, when it comes to representation, there are so many costs involved uh, in terms yeah. of if you, do, if you're doing it properly, you know, train tickets, as you know, oh, are yeah. like a hundred pounds a day sometimes just to get into London and, uh, you know, so the, it's, and, and everybody needs, uh, you know, we, we're not doing it just to cover expenses. We're doing it to, to live on as well. And, you know, the UK in particular is, um, it's expensive, you know. Um, yeah, and it's only going one way at the moment. Yeah, and if you drive, then you like I d- I drove to Scotland the other day, but then you lose. You may save on the train price, but then you lose out on a day of productivity because um, yeah, 
and and so there, there's 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 there is a lot of trade-offs um but uh but yeah i mean i think you know that's why i think in terms of collaboration you know i've i've come together with quite a lot of uh people in the industry and we're looking at doing joint sales trips, you know, obviously with non-competing product and, you know, you and I have spoken about doing Uganda evenings where, you know, you, we, we've both got our products and, and we, and we, we, you know, just, just do something together because then, you know, it, it helps with the costs as well. Um, and we're not, yeah, we're not, so, um, I, I mean, every, that's the problem. Every client we speak to is very cost conscious. You know, we're not working with, you know, um, the big hotel group like Wyndham or something like that, who, you know, who own half of America or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, we've got, you've got, you know, got millions and billions just to play with. You know, a lot of the people we work with are just small family businesses, aren't they? In many yeah. cases, you know, they've got one lodge, two lodges, and maybe it's been two or three generations, or maybe it's something they've moved into. You know, these aren't necessarily people who are bankrolled, shall we say. Mm. Um, and they're the people I enjoy working with more because, you know, you feel like you're helping them. Um, yes. You know, when it's just a, a big corporate thing, um, it's not quite as exciting in some ways because you don't yeah. really know who you're dealing with. Whereas this way, you know, you're, you're seeing the help that you can actually give to the owner and her kids or whatever it might be. Um, is really enjoyable and satisfying in that way. Yeah, of course. Of course, because, you know, it's, it's small business to small business is I think another thing that's come out of the pandemic is, you know, people are buying local and they're quite happy to even pay a bit more to work with the small business. And, you know, because it's, it's just helping a lot of other people out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think that the collaboration in terms of, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, joint road trips, joint sales trips, all that kind yeah. of stuff to keep costs down. It's, uh, it's the way forward. And I'm, I'm glad that people are looking at it more and more. Uh, and it also, it helps on time, you know, because if a product manager, yeah, yeah. you know, you were a product manager and you've got, uh, somebody coming in for half an hour and then, and then another one coming in for half an hour and another one coming in for half an hour. Whereas you can, you can have all three of them in and, um, you know, and everybody just, and then, then you can, it's probably saving you half your time. Um, you know, just, oh, yeah. Completely. I mean, I know when I first started this, obviously like all of it, you start with one client or you start with none and then eventually you get one. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of doors weren't opening because you've only got one to go in and talk about. So it's very yes. easy to decide if they want you or not. At least this way. Now we've got a, a you know, a handful of clients, even yeah. if they, not interested in one of them they're interested in the other so i'll go in and i'll talk about that one and while you're there you can bring up the one that they thought they weren't interested in and you can have the conversation and you can find Mm. out more and often it turns out they've misinterpreted it so you've had this conversation and the one they thought they didn't want they do actually like yeah um having that bigger portfolio and those conversations just open doors um Mm. spread and spread the word and you know going in whether it's with yourself or someone else it just allows more more conversation yeah of course and I just think that, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of needs to realize that even though everybody's busy, um, I think we do need to try and find time to to help um, all small businesses uh, get get yeah. back on their feet. Um, whether it's the whether it's a lodge or or a hotel, um, you know, obviously we we know um, we know what's going to work and what's not going to work. And I don't think we yeah. would take products on that that would just be completely wrong for the international market so yeah i mean i just think those relationships we just need to trust each other and we're not going to waste anybody's time and you know just um yeah just let's let's all just try and get together but more as much as we can and 
and fight the good fight, you know, to to all thrive again, you know, because I don't, I think we're about ninety percent of the way there, um, getting back to where we were. But I just think, I just think there's there's a bit more work to be done for everybody to final take to take that kind of, yeah, all right, you know, we're back on our feet now. For you know, I think there's just a little bit more ways to go. Well, interestingly, um, on on that point, so there's um, a lodge that I know, which I've had a conversation with, and they're not quite ready to go yet. But when I originally spoke to them, they said, we're not going to sign up for a UK rep. We we know the UK market is tough. It's difficult. It's expensive. We're just not looking to do it. And I was like, well, what are you, what are you basing? I'm not saying you're wrong, but what are you basing this on? <laughs> and they, they were all talking about um, pre-COVID. And I was like, you were absolutely right. Because pre-COVID, it was very, repping was incredibly difficult unless you were established because or so repping a new product was difficult unless it came in as something amazing like let's say a Singita, which you know when it opens on whatever mm. it might be people are going to leap at it if you just had a normal nice foot four three four five star lodge but wasn't like absolutely amazing mm. um com- companies weren't looking at you because they had enough they've been dealing with the same ones for the last 20 30 years mm. um which i've noticed since covid so after covid product managers seem a lot more open-minded Mm. You, know, you can go to them with a brand new product. Um, you know, they're, they're looking for a slightly different angle to what they had before. Now, whether that's because they were let down by their suppliers or those relationships fell apart or they just want something different to set, set themselves away from mm. others, it's so much e- not not easy to rep. I mean, repping's changed completely, but in terms of getting a new product in front of someone, I find that's easier now because people will actually listen or at least read what you send them. So this mm. this woman I was speaking to, I was like, you you were right, you know. I agree. Pre-COVID, I, there probably wouldn't have been any point you coming to the UK market because I don't think you would have made any progress, even though you had a lovely product. Mm. Now you can take within reason almost any product, and there's someone there who will want to work with it, and they will at least look at it um, where you wouldn't have got that before. So I think that is a big change in the industry, just open mindedness. Yeah, uh, it was pretty closed off because. It's quite an old-fashioned industry in the UK. You know, it's not there's not loads of technology based around it. It was based or is based on relationships, but those relationships were so in place, it was difficult to break them to introduce something new. Because even if I know this from even my point of view, and as a product manager, some of those relationships may not have been the best relationships, say with the certain DMCs you worked with, for example. But at the same time, you knew them, and you know, you know, like better the devil you know type of attitude. Mm. It's like you know how it works. Um, and changing is a lot of effort, so we'll just stick with them. Whereas now, you know, we, we both of us work with a couple of quite small DMCs, but we were mm. making traction, which before that wouldn't have happened. That traction you've got, um, I yeah. don't think you would have that pre-COVID because I don't mm. think those companies were open-minded enough to look at the, the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. I think no, I mean, it's, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, Mark. Well, I think that's that's about it uh, for now. Uh, it's been great chatting. Um, yeah, we enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. Everybody <laughs> says they love it. You know, it's like a little <laughs> a little free therapy session. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah that's so true. <laughs> let everybody else uh, know. I'll I'll put it up in the next couple of days. And uh, and thanks for thanks for joining me. And get back to your lovely little two year old or nearly two year old. And uh, uh, we'll we'll check in in a few. Lovely months. most of the time. We'll check yeah. in in a few He's months. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, brilliant, mate. Okay. Um, yeah, appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks for everything. No worries. Mark. Speak to you Thanks, soon. Mark. Bye. Bye. Yeah. 
Thanks for tuning in to KuzaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, and we'll see you next time on KuzaCast. KuzaCast.